Tennessee falls to the top-ranked team in all the land, 41-217, a loss to Georgia at home. Eric Kane, Ben McKee here for your post-game podcast. And, you know, this was the typical kind of how I thought it was going to play out. I knew Tennessee would come out and be strong in the first quarter. It always is. I knew Tennessee would make it a ball game there for a little bit. I just felt as time went on, Ben, Tennessee would run out of gas. Georgia would show why it's the number one team in the country. And Georgia would flex that muscle of having depth. And that's kind of what happened. Yes, that is exactly what happened. But I will say, Kane, just to kind of point something else out that that's different than, than the whole Georgia has more talent and, and has more depth. We know that. We, we don't need to spend time discussing that, in my opinion. But I made this comment to Austin during the game. It really felt like Tennessee beat itself more so than Georgia just flat out dominating. Now, again, Georgia has more talent, has more depth. On, on both sides of the ball, so that played a, a huge role in, in the outcome. Tennessee has to hit the recruiting trail, uh, continue to hit the recruiting trail um, desperately to, to catch up with a team like Georgia and, and Alabama as, as well, but it, it didn't feel like all of the, quote, L's that Tennessee took tonight throughout the game, the, the game within the game, a lot of it felt like Tennessee was, was really shooting itself in the foot. I mean, I, I primarily think of Hendon Hooker and all of his missed throws tonight. I mean, yep. he just was not on his game. And I, I think what it was is that he was trying to overcompensate uh, for the pressure that he knew was coming. So he wasn't trusting uh, what he was supposed to do on, on whatever play. And he was just trying to get it out as quickly as possible. And I thought that led to some incorrect throws, some missed throws. Uh, and, and maybe a couple of sacks as well. But I thought came for the most part. Maybe I'm just crazy, but it really felt like Tennessee had more self-inflicted wounds than it did, and I'm more so speaking to the offensive side of the ball, yeah. than it did just Georgia overwhelming Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say Georgia overwhelmed Tennessee. I, I will say Georgia did beat Tennessee. Tennessee didn't beat itself. But to your point, Tennessee did. You know, it, it lost the turn of a battle 2 nothing. You can't do that against Georgia. Hendon Hooker. Um, he was not on – I mean, Hooker, Hooker's been so good this year that when he just flat out misses receivers, man, we're like, yo, what's going – is he hurt? <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Like, we, we haven't seen that before. But whether it's overcompensating or whether Georgia was just making it difficult on him, right, I think you got to give credit there. You know, Hendon Hooker did not have his best game. Uh, I'm curious to go back and watch the tape, talk to some people, and figure out what happened on that interception. I mean, that was bad, right? Um, just look like a – Bad throw. Maybe a receiver was supposed to do something yeah, that, that they didn't, but it just exactly. looked like an awful throw in, in real time. Yeah, it did. And so um, kind, of, kind of curious there. But uh, Georgia, something I noticed and something I put out on the board, um, and obviously got the smirks of some, some people on the board at the end there at the game when it was already out of hand. I mean, Georgia's just so fast, man. Team defense, those gaps closed in such a hurry. Those linebackers flew. And, you know, on games where I think at points in times that could have been an eight-yard run turned into a five-yard run because they just closed the gap so quickly. So give credit there to Georgia. What did you think about Josh Heupel's decisions, in-game decisions, and, and some of his play calls? Um, a lot of people did not like the fact that he went forward on fourth down when he could have kicked a field goal in the third quarter. I see both sides, but at the end of the day, you know, you're playing the top-ranked team in the country. Go get your buckets, right? So I'm fine with what happened there. But also, I did not like the fourth down play call when, again, you you roll him, you roll Hooker against the grain, you know, a left, and you force him to throw across his body, and it just obviously didn't work. Yeah. In terms of going for it, I was perfectly fine with it. I would have gone for it because you're not going to beat the number one team in the country kicking field goals. I get it. But I also I do get the argument, go ahead and get your field goals. You got points, you just left him out there. I understand that. But like you, I would have went for it. Yes, because, again, 
that field goal is not going to help you win the football game. Yeah. And I, I know there's been some smart aleck comments that says he's not going to win the game anyway, so what does it matter? Well, coaches don't think like that. They're, they're going to yeah. do what's best to help them win the football game. And kicking a field goal does not help your pursuit of chasing down the number one team in the country. If it, if it was Vanderbilt or a team like that and you don't have to chase touchdowns, then okay, kick the field goal. I just think the the opponent deem that you need to go for there. I, I liked him going for it. I, I would much rather him be aggressive in that situation than just kick field goals and, and, and pray for a miracle. In terms of the fourth down calls, I, I'm, I'm really conflicted on, on who to really kind of give blame to or, or go after and not go after in, in a rude way, but just kind of assess what, what went wrong. On the fourth down, where Hendon Hooker rolled out uh, to the opposite opposite side of the field, and he would have have had to had thrown the ball across his body. I, I didn't like that, just because I, I don't want Remember him. Remember the Pittsburgh game? Same yes, thing. Exactly. I, I don't want him throwing across his body yeah. on a night where he's already struggling to throw mm-hmm. the football. The 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 ones that I'm more confused about are are, are the you know the fourth and shorts, the third and shorts, where Tennessee tries to run it up the middle every time, and it just gets absolutely. Uh, and, and it's stops. it's and always going to be in shotgun. So yes. unless that one play against South Carolina was under center, but yes. it, it's always going to be in shotgun. Yes, it, it will always be in shotgun. But why I'm conflicted about kind of who to assess the blame there is because I mean I'd like to see a little more creativity, Eric. But also, I mean it's easy to sit up here in hindsight and say, well, that was not really all that creative when the offensive line is getting completely pushed off yeah. the ball two three yards in the backfield if you have an offensive line that does the pushing on the ball and get, <laughs> it gets the defensive line moving downfield two three yards moved off the ball then it's a first down so like I, I, I on one hand I, I would like to see a little more creativity but then I also know that Tennessee's offensive front isn't doing its job mm-hmm. and if it can push the defensive front off the ball then it's probably a first down I think in terms of protecting the quarterback in terms of pass protection I mean, this is probably your worst game as a unit. Offensive line, running backs, tight ends. Now, again, you're going up against an elite front seven in Georgia, and so it's easy to play bad. Georgia's made everybody else look bad all year long. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch the tape and see, okay, what guy did this, who didn't do that? Because at first glance, and I, I told you this during the game, um, the guy that faked that injury there towards the end, uh, Devonte, uh, is it Wyatt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he... From my vantage point, I mean, he ate Jerome Carvin's lunch all night long. And, and again, he's, he's done that to a lot of people this year. And so it, it just kind of is what it is. Just kind of one of those games. Um, a bright spot, Ben, a guy that you have been tweeting about post game all season long, at least last week in Kentucky, Cedric Tillman, 200 yards off, what, eight receptions? Uh, Ten receptions, ha- got him a tutty there at the end. He continues to be to get better and better and better, and uh, he's easily Tennessee's best, uh, one of the one of its best players on offense right now. Yes, and you and I talked about it during our Game Quest podcast to get the good folks ready for the football game. You yeah. the, the the stats, at least coming into the game, the stats did not necessarily back up him being one of the best receivers in the SEC, but he is absolutely playing as one of the best receivers in the SEC right now. He was just really awesome tonight and I don't know if he, he were to turn pro after this season I think that he comes back as of today but my point is that whether he turns pro this offseason or after one more season on Rocky Top he made himself a lot of money tonight yeah and uh, really he's made himself a lot of money this year for sure so um, one other thing and, and then we'll get out the door here um, I asked Brent this to kind of kind of in the in, in the two-minute drill 
you got two weeks left regular season and, and no one expected Tennessee to to win this game tonight I really don't think so but it doesn't you know change the fact that you don't like your senior team get its butt whipped right but you got two games left South Alabama and Vanderbilt those are two games where Tennessee should be doing the butt whooping what do you want to see outside of Tennessee wins obviously what do you want to see in those two the last two games before Tennessee preps for a bowl I want to see Tennessee continue to have its foot on the throat, foot on the pedal, whatever phrase you want to use. I want to see Tennessee come out and just absolutely beat down South Alabama and Vanderbilt the way that it should. Kind of prove that the struggles against Georgia were year one struggles because you didn't have depth, you didn't have talent. Uh, same in, in the Alabama game, Ole Miss to a certain extent in terms of corralling Matt Corral. Yep. Uh, yep. Florida earlier in the year, much different football game than, than the Florida team that is playing right now. Hey, obviously. that team scored 70 points today, so don't even, okay? <laughs> yeah, they danced in the locker room <laughs> as if they had beaten the, the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Ooh. But like those, those losses were, were more so, and I realize Tennessee had its moments in those games, and then there's some calls that maybe go a different way and you win that game. But for the most part, Tennessee lost those games because of a lack of depth and a lack of talent in year one. These final two games to, to finish the season – just absolutely beat down South Alabama and Vanderbilt because those are two bad teams. Vanderbilt, especially a bad team. South Alabama, just not the same level of competition. Just beat them down because this team has, has really progressed this season and show that. Yeah, I'm the same way with you. I mean, just you know, show no mercy. I mean, you are, you are the Georgia in those football games, right? I mean, you are the big brother, um, not just to Vanderbilt, but also to South Alabama. Go in there and uh, just finish this thing off strong and play four quarters of football. You know, coming in to the game tonight and something I said on the Game Quest podcast and something in my pick segment, and unfortunately we're going to have to wait until next season to see this. And again, I'm not trying to pile on here because Tennessee does have a roster issue. Tennessee does lack talent in some places. But overall, Tennessee just lacks players, right? Um, I wanted to see Tennessee play four quarters of football against a quality opponent. Came close to that against Alabama. Really came close uh, at Alabama just a couple weeks ago. It didn't happen against Florida, and it didn't happen tonight against Georgia. So though we have to wait another year to see that happen against the Big Three, play f- at, play four quarters of football and just play your game and finish this, this thing off strong. You will get a win amongst the two games. You will become bowl eligibility. You'll gain 15 more practices, and uh, you know right around Christmas, New Year's, we will be going and prepping for a bowl. So that's kind of what. I want to see. But Tennessee Falls 41-17 to to number one Georgia here tonight at Neyland Stadium. For Eric Kane and Ben McKee, you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And uh, stay in tune to VolQuest.com for plenty of recruiting coverage and postgame analysis, again, at VolQuest.com.